Welcome back. It's another week at the Park Life Podcast. What up, Greg? Hey, what's up? I like the breakdown there. Let's do that every week. Okay. I'll put it on my list of things to do. A little That Park Life Podcast wrap. A little whoop whoop and a hey hey. (laughs) (laughs) We've got lots of fun stuff going on today. Tell them what we're doing today. Yeah, it is part three of the Why Do They Call It That? Why Do They Call It That? (laughs) It's not, I mean, that's just what it's called. I'm. It's not going away, folks, so sorry. It's not. I also want to know where my other 90s country fans are at. Um, so if you're hiding, I would love a little shout out. You know, just raise your hand. Just let me know. Let me know. Just raise your hand. But you know what? Raise, if you're driving, raise both hands. Feel free to reach out and let me know that you know the song that I'm referencing, okay? It's a 90s country <laughs> song, and it's, Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. You know I, just... I don't know. I don't know the song. I just know that part because you sing it every time I know. we do this. Why do they call it that? Yeah, we're going to talk about. I actually have a lot of notes on some things today. I was pretty yeah. impressed with myself because it's kind of <laughs> hard sometimes to find. Like, I don't know why they call it this. Like, can there just be like one big book where Walt's like, okay, let me tell you the story of that. Um, yes. And there's it not is tough so, sometimes. Some things you got to you gotta dig, but I got I got. I facts. was re-inspired to, to um, dust off this topic again because mm-hmm. last week we talked about the Grand Floridian mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder why they call it the Gasparilla Island Grill because it's yeah. like home of my favorite chicken and brie sandwich, which I raved about. I'm not talking about it anymore. Guys, it's so good with the stringy brie cheese. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Gasparilla Island, by the way, is just an island that exists in southwest Florida. It's a barrier island. So they just probably yeah. grabbed that name because it's a real thing. But in thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Let's let's see what other items are out there. And sometimes you're right. I can't find out. I know. I went so far as to find a boat transportation forum and okay. I found a captain of a friendship boat. And he, all the information he gave was everything other than why, why they are called the friendship boats. You're like, he dispelled all kinds of rumors mm. or myths about them, whether there's a track underneath the water, like all these right. things. But I can't find, as an example, can't find why they're called the friendship boats. You're like, so that was no help. But thanks thanks for that. Um, yeah, it was well, and some things it. are just real simple. Like, yes. you know, it's like, oh, it's just an island in the whatever. Yeah. So I do have one of those in my list as well. Yes. But. Every now and then that happens. Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to a previous guest mm-hmm. because it's one thing to come on and talk about your time as a cast member, which is what Peyton did. Yes. But if you remember, she was talking about how she was working on a book. Yeah. And I think it's so important to continue to support people who have a passion for things. And yes. her book is available for presale. It is called Rise from the Ashes. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cool thing that I think she's able to do. So if you want to check her out and see what the book's about, she's on Instagram at Peyton meets world yes and they're like so traveling cool. right now um so you can also follow them at couple meets world and if you want to follow her husband it's at john meets world yes all the so meets worlds. they're all the at meets world they're really fun people they have some awesome dogs some really cute dogs um mm-hmm. they're doing some fun things and this is a pretty big venture and we support that fully so you go girl i feel like we should have a clip of like i don't know some kind of inspirational just you go girl yeah something like Finger that snaps I'll figure it out. Maybe we'll put it in there. Before we get to our why do they call it that? Why shout do out to they Stephanie call over it that? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> shout out to Stephanie who runs World Traveler Trading. Speaking of successful women doing their thing, uh, Stephanie's over there still killing it at World mm. Traveler Trading. Um, if you're not into key fobs, if that's not your thing, I did notice a mouse key bottle opener. It is an add-on oh. item, so you can get your key fob. Um, if you like a superhero thing, they have plenty mm-hmm. of superhero themed. I'm liking the Captain America inspired one. I've got my eye on that. Okay. And uh, I noticed, I don't know how we noticed this. There's a, a monorail key fob there as well. Por favor, mantengo se alejario de las puertas. I don't even know if that was right. 
Can you do our uh, special discount code in Spanish? That park life. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. It's still English. It's that park life if you want to save uh, yeah. yourself a little money that, over there. I had to think for a second and I was like, no, I don't. I couldn't throw that out to you. I only know uh, the monorail thing because, I mean, it's I've heard it a million times in my brain. Uh, no, but I did. I was going to say... Um, I did have a friend reach out to me that was dying at me not knowing the lyrics to Kokomo from last week. <laughs> I was like, look, my brain my brain on Mondays is a little bit rough, so mm-hmm. I know the song. Like, I was singing it this morning in my head, and I was like, I still can't believe I could remember the lyrics of that. But he was like, <laughs> literally was driving home from, like, Ohio or something. He's like, I was dying listening to you. So I'm glad someone gets a kick out of it because, Lord, Lord help us. Yes. Anyway. Well, you know, you can't remember everything. No. Moving on. All right. Do you want to get into this topic? Yeah, let's talk about, so if this is your first time hearing of Why Do They Call It That, Disney has names for all kinds of things around the parks and resorts. So what we're doing is taking a look at some of those things and trying to figure out why they call it that. Yeah. So do you want to kick us off? Um, Okay, so the first one is just sort of like a shout out that I wanted to give, and it's the Tony's Town Square restaurant. And it's just kind of simply after Lady and the Tramp. Uh, It's about the restaurant Lady and the Tramp. That's where the dogs went, and they're like in the back alley, and he brings out all the stuff, and they eat the spaghetti and they kiss or whatever. Oh my gosh. Um, but it opened in 1989. They just, it it was a couple things before that. I did like find out that it was originally supposed to be like a coffee shop over there, Hmm. but it's been a couple of different things. Um, I will say the reviews have not been very high on, on that thing. So I was like, I mean, whatever, we'll just give it a shout out. Um, some people love it. I would say most people I've talked to do not love the food there. I have not had a great experience there, but um yeah so it's just a lady in the tramp reference yes it does put out a smell of garlic on main street sometimes yes. it's not all the yeah. time depending on which way the wind blows mm-hmm. definitely a, a scent of garlic which is definitely nice. makes, makes you turn you your head like, like oh mm-hmm. what's that okay. and then well actually yeah. it makes me sniff my armpit to make sure i don't have bo oh no okay sure it's, it's just it's that's just on, that's onions not garlic oh whatever <laughs> well depending on how much garlic you eat that's true uh, gotta keep right. those vampires away what you got okay um, let me start off with one of my two ones that have the word sunshine in it, because oh, I guess we're in Florida, we're in the sunshine state. I'm going to keep us in this park, okay. but over in Adventureland for the mm. Sunshine Tree Terrace. Terrace. So this is the place that sells that citrus swirl, you know, across the way from the mm-hmm. treehouse. And if you've seen the logo before, the logo has the orange bird in it. And we've talked about the history of the orange bird a little bit here and there, especially when they put up that like brick painting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mural. The, I guess mural is a better the word for brick, painting thing. The brick painting thing. You sound like <laughs> me over there. You know what I'm trying to say. Mural. I was, you know I was helping I mean. you out. I was helping you out. And uh, I remember when that came out, we talked a little bit about the history of the orange bird and how it was created as a commercial sponsorship for um, the Florida orange growers that the Walt Disney Productions had kind of come up with. But um, did you know that there was a song about the orange bird? And the song was written by the Sherman Brothers. Those same famed Disney Sherman Brothers who wrote lots of things. You saw them in the, I feel like most recently in the Saving Mr. Banks movie. At least Mm -hmm. that's the time that I can like picture them. Yes. I know that those were actors portraying them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Those peeps. So, um, do you want to hear the song? Um, of the, obviously, of the orange. Bird? I would like for you to sing it, but I know you probably no. have a sound clip, so I'm not. It's not going to happen. But All I will right. play the sound clip, and you may hear, perhaps, a certain other phrase that we're talking about. Okay. Little orange bird, little orange bird, in the sunshine tree, in the sunshine tree. Won't you think of something sunny just for me? So, uh, little orange bird in the sunshine tree. Little so, orange sun- bird. 
Sunshine tree terrace just refers mm-hmm. to the yeah. orange bird up in the sunshine tree. Um, by the way, the sunshine, <laughs> the sunshine tree is a real type of tree. It is native to tropical Asia, but here in America, it is best suited in humid subtropical climates like Florida. Florida. They say also Louisiana and coastal Texas. Coastal Texas. Whoa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. So not a random thing, a yeah. real life song sung by, if you're wondering, uh, Anita Baker is the one singing okay. in that song. Okay. Well, I'm going to also keep us in Magic Kingdom because y'all know we like to hang out in Magic Kingdom a lot. Do, we do have other mm-hmm. parks, okay? So don't don't add us. It's all good. We got some <laughs> other park things. Um, I'm going to talk about Pecos Bill Tall Tale Inn, which is a great mm-hmm. restaurant. We all love it. So the restaurant itself opened um, as Pecos Bill's Cafe. It was like an opening day thing, right? October 1st, 1971. Uh, the original cafe closed January 5th of 98 because they expanded. They had a major expansion. Um, they absorbed the neighboring mile-long bar to become the Tall Tale Inn. So it reopened in 1998. Uh, the theme is obvi- obviously, it's a melody time in American Tall Tales. So we're going to talk about this. So folk tales circulated for years about the roughest, toughest cowboy that ever lived. Pecos Bill is a fictional cowboy in stories, and it's set during American Westward, in the American Westward expansion into the southwest of Texas, New Mexico, Southern California, and Arizona. It was Edward O'Reilly who first published An Adventure of Bills in a 1916 edition of The Century Magazine. Later, a number of his exploits were collected and then reprinted in a 1923 book that titled The Saga Saga of Pecos Bill. Between 1929 and 1938, Edward Tex O'Reilly and Jack A. Warren co-authored a cartoon strip about Bill that was published in The Sun. But it was Hmm. Walt who created the character that, like, sticks out to us now. So May 27th of 1948, uh, a film called Melody Time opened in theaters. It was a collection of seven shorts that contained a number of um, short stories, like, including The Legend of Johnny Appleseed and The Tale of Little Toot. Uh, The movie ended with... (laughs) Little (laughs) Little Toot, toot, yes. Oh my gosh. It sounds like Friday night for me. Okay, uh, the movie (laughs) ended with a rip-snorting finale of Pecos Bill's Adventures sung to us by Roy Rogers and the Sons of Hmm. the Pioneers. Something like just to note, um, I guess he was smoking a cigarette in like when it was the original release of it. And then in June Hmm. 2000, they like changed it. Like they had, when the DVD came out, they like changed it so that um, there was an entire verse about smoking and stuff like that. And they took that out and his cigarette had been removed because you know we can't be smoking in disney movies can't be smoking in disney movies would you like to hear a little bit of the song called the ballad of pecos bill by Roy yes. rogers let's do it i just found it as we were uh as we were all learning about pecos bill here so let's see i have i have not heard this before so we'll see what it sounds like <laughs> oh boy are you awake now jeez Pecos Bill was quite a cowboy down in Texas And a western superman to say the least Oh, to say the least He was the roughest, toughest critter Never known to be a quitter Cause he never had no fear of man or beast Yikes There you go Look at that, who knew? That's where we get the Pecos Bill, Tall Tale Inn The Pecos Bill And that's why it's in Frontierland For all you boys Yes Makes sense. And that's why they serve watery chicken for their chicken nachos. Who said that? Mm, I switched the beef nachos and they're much better now. Also, if you get a side of the pineapple salsa, it's so good. Oh, I've never had the pineapple salsa. Well, because they only like put it on certain tacos. But if you ask for it like in a small side, they'll give you some. And it's really good with chips or whatever else you're eating. Interesting. Mm, I wonder if that's part of the modified menu during during the vid here. I'll have to check it out next time I go. Maybe. Let's, uh, Let's hop over to Epcot. 
for the Sunshine Seasons Grill. So the, the second of my two of items that have the word sunshine in it. Of course, it's the quick service place inside the Land Pavilion. You've seen it, even if you haven't eaten there before, because as you walk into the Land Pavilion, you're kind of like on the second floor of that building, and you can see some objects suspended from the ceiling directly in front of you that are um, hanging up above the mm. Sunshine Seasons Grill. Those are not random items. I don't know if you've ever like inspected them or not. Mm-mm. The five items are Earth, so you know the thing that we live on, and then four balloons that each represent a season. So if you look at it, you're like, oh, that's why there's a snowflake on one. That's why mm. there's the sun on the other one. That's why there's this and that. So next time you're in there, go take a look. It's really, this is a simple and, and quick one too, the sunshine yeah. seasons. Seasons. So maybe they're talking about seasons like this, the spices you put on your food. Or maybe they're right. talking about seasons like, you know, the four seasons of the, the year. actual seasons because it's in the land pavilion. Put it together, y'all. Yes. Put it together. So fun activity for your kids, I guess. Have them while you're waiting for your food to be ready. You know, if you do the mobile order business to have them find uh, which, you know, which balloon represents which which season see if they can figure it out all right i'm gonna take us over to hollywood studios <laughs> okay this is one that was kind of hard but i did find one source about this stuff so i'm gonna re- uh, cite the source here and it's studiocentral.com and we're okay. gonna talk about oscar's super service so hmm. i'm just gonna read this to you it says as you enter disney's hollywood studios obviously on the right side when you enter like into the plaza uh there's a gas station and the uh, gas stations from a bygone era of fast and timely service for your automobile when you would arrive at a gas station to fill up for gas. So Oscar's super service is not only about how things used to be, but also a reference to the culture of California in that time period, which makes sense because that's what we're all about. And like with the details and everything, that's how Disney do. Okay, so obviously gas stations back in the day, there were full service gas stations with attendants, meaning you would drive up, you wouldn't even get out of your car. They would wash your windows. They would fill up your gas, all the things. And typically they were dressed like very cleanly they would wear a little mm-hmm. hat you know what i'm talking about i ca- all i kept thinking was i don't know if you saw this show on netflix but um the show's called hollywood, hollywood. yes yes we watched hollywood yes. that was like the most recent thing we've watched about the 40s so <laughs> i was like and that's exactly what like came up in my mind um but it says when the studios so like it, this is just like a reference to that and when studios first opened hashtag mgm um not my mgm there used to be a 1947 buick parked along the side of the station it's not there anymore but the oscars tow truck remains there as a testament to the time um in addition it says you find a vintage billboard on top of the service bay the tow truck out front features a 1940s wrecker this is what i was like how do people like how did this person know this (laughs) says the tow truck out out front features a 1940s wrecker with the phone number klondike 5320 which is similar to numbers beginning with 555. Um, and that's a reference to the days of plug board phone exchanges, where the exchanges hmm. were typically named with a name whose first letters translated to the digits of the exchange's prefix on a common telephone dial. I'm like, what? what? Um, it says, in addition, the record, yeah, in addition, the record features a slogan for Oscars that ties things back to the studios uh, where it says, we tow to the stars. So, so it said the Buick is gone. They removed it to make room, more room for guests. Um, and the gas station obviously like doesn't pump gas or anything like that, yeah. but it does serve as the home for your stroller, wheelchairs, and locker rentals. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just kind of a you know throwback to the '40s, that kind of like old Hollywood feel to it. Yeah, I mean, if you go there and you look around, you can see it's got like a bunch of tires on the side. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can see the gas pump and stuff. Well, they have like the cutout, like the cutout of the like tendon or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. Like yeah. waving at you or whatever on your way. So in. it's just in reference to like super service, like full service gas stations. 
Yeah, of old Hollywood times, mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? It was Hollywood Studios. Well, yeah. Hollywood Studios now. Yeah. MGM then. Yes. Um, let's stay in Hollywood Studios. I'm going to take us over to Echo Lake. And we talked briefly about this on our trivia night because mm-hmm. Echo Lake was the answer to one of our questions. Are you talking about Gertie's? I'm just kidding. Uh, we are talking a little bit about Gertie. So this is the lake that has Gertie the Dino in it, mm-hmm. um, the down the hatch boat there that sells things. You know, it's kind of between the Frozen Singalong, the 50s Primetime Cafe, and the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. That area over there is what we're talking about. And that area is called Echo Lake, and the body of water is Echo Lake, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. There is an actual Echo Lake in California, both Mm -hmm. a body of water and a city that is adjacent to the body of water. That's a lot of echo. That's really it. It was just kind of like plucked out of California, and then the name was dropped into into this. Obviously, for the same reasons that the um, Super Service Center of Oscars is there, same kind of thing. It's hearkening back to life in the Hollywood area. Yeah, so it was close to the no, Hollywood area in real life? It's no? not, and that's okay. the thing. It's part of the Sierra Nevada, and it's so okay. it's on the border of California and Nevada. And it gets snow, typically speaking, oh. which might explain why Gertie the dinosaur has some bits of snow on her back. Yeah. I was kind of wondered about that. Yes. Now, during the Christmas season, it makes sense that there's snow because yeah. there's a big Christmas tree there, and they have to put the Santa hat on her, and she's like holding an ornament or whatever out of her mouth. Maybe candy cane, I forget. But the snow is year-round, and it must be because Lake Echo is in the snowy areas of the Sierra Nevada. I'm just curious about, like, how all these meetings went when they're trying, like, they're like, okay, so we're going to put a little water feature here, and then they have to, like, come up with a whole story about it, right? Like, it's like, well, okay, well, they're like, well, now we're going to put a little body of water. I mean, it's literally a pond, (laughs) but it has to have a name, and there has to be, like, a theme, and they had to add a stand to it. I'm just curious, like, how those meetings go when they're talking about, like, the parks and stuff, and they're putting things together. It's like, man, every little detail. I think in the beginning, at some point, people must have thought the people coming up with these ideas or, you know, tossing these ideas that were crazy. But I think over time, I wonder if now you're, quote, crazy if you come up with just a simple black and white idea. Right. Like, I just, we just want to make a lake with nothing to it. They're like, are you crazy? You're yeah, fired. they're like, what? Because you're fired. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, you don't want a cartoon dinosaur with snow on its back inexplicably when the regular guest will never know why. Is it you don't want to do yeah. that? Well, oh, okay, and it was fired. like, was there one person that was like on that big project of like getting the pond together? I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, we got to make yes. sure that fence gets up, guys, because Echo Lake. <laughs> and we got to make sure like, I mean, I'm sure getting Gertie there and all that stuff was a whole thing. But we talked about Gertie on our first. Why do they call it that? episode i think so yeah. um, if you've ever walked around the echo lake area if you've ever gone spelunking um you'll notice that there are some i guess props or like details and signs that talk about how it's called echo lake mm-hmm. so if you're just passing 50s primetime cafe and you're walking toward indiana jones there's like fake um apartment mailboxes and a, a spot where you'd hit a bell like the doorbell yeah. to ring up to the apartment so that yeah. you can get let in and it's labeled Echo Lake Apartments right there, as you can see through like the the wrought iron gate. Right. So it's all just tying in that Echo Lake neighborhood over there. They're in the hood, man. Living in the hood in the, with Hollywood and Vine hood. right next to it. They're like, yeah, we got a great diner right next door, Hollywood and Vine, because it's on Hollywood and Vine. Um, okay. Did you say you have another one in Hollywood Studios? I have. Yeah, I was an overachiever, and I have four. Okay. My last fi- one is a doozy. Okay, finish your Hollywood Studios because mine's a okay. um, mine's like a resort slash well, it's okay. Disney Springs, but. We're all going to go on a journey together. This is more information in this one than I've had in my other ones. This was a little bit uh, more meatier of a location. So if you've ever been to Mama Melrose in Hollywood Studios, this is back by now Pizza Rizzo used to be Pizza Planet and you're up at Vision 3D back there. You may wonder who 
is Mama, Mama Melrose. Melrose. By the way, I have still not eaten at this table service restaurant. It has eluded me. Maybe I'm an Italian food snob being from New York. I don't know. Feel free to judge me if you need to. But I haven't eaten there. Although I've heard I've heard like pretty good things. Actually, okay. I've heard that the steak there is delicious, which oh. I don't know. When I hear Italian, I don't think steak. But people have told me this is it. So let's go back in time before it was called Hollywood Studios, back when it was MGM Studios, hashtag not my MGM. Hashtag not my and uh, at the time, Disney and Jim Henson were working on a deal to have Muppets basically take over this area of the park. It would include all kinds of things. We know that we got the Muppet Vision 3D. They were also working on having the Muppets do parodies of existing Disney World attractions, okay. as well as doing parodies of Hollywood-related stuff, right. one of which was going to be the Muppets Great Movie Ride. So it was supposed oh. to be a Muppet version, oh like gosh. a Muppet spoof. That would have been incredible. Great... I know. That we're missing been out. would so fun. Yes. And they were working on a restaurant that was going to be owned by Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat. Yeah. And it was going to be an Italian restaurant where they hired the Swedish chef to be the cook Stop. in the back. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm kind of and mad now. I'm like, I feel like we've been missing out on life. Yeah. Well, we get this. They were going to have all kinds of immersive elements into this restaurant, too. They were planning on having Gonzo and Camilla the chicken pop out of like the air vents or air ducts up in the ceiling because yeah. they were like running around trying to like find stuff or whatever. And they would pop out animatronic, obviously. Right. And they were also um, coming up with the idea of having some explosions come out of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say they were probably going to sound like fake right. explosions because you don't want inside panic by, yes. oh, my God, the kitchen's on fire. So there were going to be sounds of explosions, and then the door would burst open, and little bursts of chicken feathers were going to come out Stop as if it. something was going wrong and, like, right. the staff was getting, like, destroyed. And um, you're going to hear the Swedish chef do his, mm -hmm. you know, Swedish chef screaming business. So all these things were supposed to be a part of this restaurant and unfortunately jim henson passed away before all of the deal was set in stone with disney we wound up getting the uh, muppet visions 3d and then at some point also disney wound up having the rights to the muppets mm -hmm. but as far as the in-park stuff went it was incomplete so yeah. disney had to do a little kind of back work here and figure out how to repurpose great gonzo's pizza pandemonium parlor which was the name of it, by the yeah. way, a whole a whole mouthful. So instead, since it had already started construction, by the way, but the theming of the restaurant was going to be an Italian place where they were going to showcase some Muppet memorabilia as well as like frame photos of actors in the area because it was supposed to be right. in the Hollywood, you know, like neighborhood, so to speak. So instead, um, after this fell through, Walt Disney World Imagineers put their brains together and um, wanted to come up with a story for the area. And they decided to keep the Italian restaurant. Um, that's just, they wanted to keep the Italian restaurant, so they were going to continue to serve Italian food here. So instead, they made this about the story of a struggling actress. Oh. She was raised in a small Sicilian village, worked at her father's restaurant, and fell in love with the glamour of Hollywood, you know, as we all do yes. growing up. Um, she decided at age 16 she had enough. She wanted to go try to make it in Hollywood as an actress. So she flew to America and wound up getting some small acting roles, mainly as a background actor, mm -hmm. a.k.a. an extra. She um, you decided to spend the downtime of those shoots cooking some food for herself because she remembered her father's recipes from her restaurant back in Sicily. And at some point, some of her coworkers or other people on the on the sets would start to eat her food as well to the point where they all encouraged her to open up her own restaurant. 
And uh, because of that encouragement and uh, her realization that maybe she wouldn't make it as an actress because she wasn't landing those big roles, that she decided to open up her restaurant and offer Sicilian recipes, Italian mm -hmm. food that she remembers from her dad, putting a little California flair on it. And at some point, some of the Hollywood producers, the, uh, the yuckety yucks, as I refer to them in my notes, um, would eat there and they decided that her restaurant vibe and the food that she was serving reminded them of the Melrose Avenue that they would frequent in the Hollywood area. Mm -hmm. So they started to refer to this person as Mama Melrose. So her true name was never really known publicly. She never really made it big right. um, as an actress. She just became popular as Mama Melrose. She decided to decorate the restaurant with whatever she had, and she had photos of some of her actor friends, which okay. is why you'll see some actors and actresses okay. um, posted up there. And eventually people, once the, you know, the like word spread about this restaurant, people were sending her things to hang up in the restaurant. Some of her friends that weren't local, that were actors and actresses, would send memorabilia or other things. And um, thus, all of, this, all of the junk on the walls that you have right. there now, um, the original printing of some of those things included the old MGM logo. So some of them had to be either reprinted or rematted to cut out the bottom of the picture that has the Hollywood studio, the uh, MGM logo on it. Because apparently those photos were a part of another program where things were just being printed and, and whatever. So they kind of had to like, they had to, they had to do an MGMectomy and get rid of them on the bottom. But I, I find it. this interesting because we know that we now have Pizza Rizzo now next door to right. Mama Melrose, which kind of took on a, a similar vibe, like a little bit. Like I feel like it must have been partially inspired by some of the ideas for the Great Gonzo's Pizza Pandemonium Parlor mm -hmm. because there's the Muppets memorabilia. Some of it is kind of... Um, like obscure in there. You might not even realize yeah. it's Muppet stuff. There's a lot of New York City stuff in there too. And it's a place, Pizza Rizzo is a place that sells pizza. So I feel like it's not exactly too far off. And the original right. restaurant was supposed to be owned by Gonzo and, and Rizzo the Rat. I know, it's so I feel weird, like they kind just... of scaled it down dramatically. Yeah. Now it, it's Pizza Rizzo. It just like, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So that is Mama Melrose. Mama Melrose. Okay. Well, there you go. Ristorante Italiano. The last one is uh, over in... Disney Springs, I believe. And that is the Raglan Road Irish Pub. So a lot of people were like, oh, it's just like an Irish pub. Um, but actually, I found out that On Raglan Road is a very well-known Irish song from a poem written by Irish poet Patrick Kavanaugh. Um, it's named after Raglan Road in Ballsbridge, Dublin. Um, in the poem, the speaker talks about a love affair that he had with a young woman while he's been walking on a quiet street and talks about that he knew he would risk being hurt if he initiated the relationship, but he did it anyway. So it's just like a really well-known um, Irish song that started from an Irish poem. And it was first published in the Irish press on the 3rd of October, 1946, under the title Dark-Haired Miriam Ran Away, which is a little off of what on, on Raglan Road. Uh, the yeah. poem was then put to music when the poet met Luke Kelly of the well-known Irish band The Dubliners in a pub in Dublin called The Bailey. It was set to music of the traditional song, The Dawning of the Day. So if you're thinking it's just another random thing, it's not. And I'm sure a lot of like Irish people are like, yeah, everybody knows about Raglan Road <laughs> or whatever. But here in, the, me. here in the States, we're learning about it now. And I think you've got a clip, clip do we not? Yeah. Here's a little bit of Raglan Road. On Raglan Road 
of an autumn day I saw her first and knew that her dark hair would weave a snare her dark hair would weave, weave a, a snare. snare so yeah just, just some Irish folklore yeah <laughs> That wasn't Irish. It wasn't Irish. Nailing Irish. that accent. Whatever. <laughs> so good. I'm so good, guys. That's all we got, I think. So that's it for Why Do They Call It That? Why Do Part They three. Call It That? One more time. Why Do They Call It That? I, I, can try, I was trying to remember what the other words of the song were like before that. Hold on. Give me a second. He says he needs her, tells her he loves her. Why didn't I think of that? That's how it goes. Okay. And then the next one's like, well, he says he wants her, can't live without her. Why didn't I think of that? It's like all things that like he should have said to this girl. <laughs> Anyways, and then it just turned into, why didn't, why do they call it that? <laughs> I Anyways. like how the, we just got a history lesson on the, why do they call it that? <laughs> like the name of our episode. I kind of want you to play that clip. <laughs> yes. A clip from it. Can you pull it up? Oh my gosh, guys. I wish you could see the album art for this. It's out of He sends her roses and lads he composes. Things a lady loves. Well, he's there to hold her when she needs a shoulder. If life gets too rough. Here we go. This is it. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) When she gets down, well, he's all Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. So Doug Stone with his blazer and his jeans on in yes, this photo. Yes, it is very 90s country if there ever was one. Oh my gosh, that that is definitely 90s country. Yeah, it's so good. You got a news nug? Just one little news nugget. Uh, basically, the Disney Magic mobile option that we talked about is officially like out there. It's, it's up. It's running. It's on Apple devices only, unfortunately, right now. So it's on iPhone and Apple Watch. Um, they, it just says, like, coming soon to other smart devices. So you can still use your Magic Band. That's still a thing. Yeah, it's cool. I've been watching people on the TikTok and on uh, YouTube and stuff. Get on the TikToks and the YouTubes. And getting their watch loaded up, and then boom, they get to mm-hmm. go in. Uh, and they that gotta, way. I think it's they cool. They got to touch nothing. <laughs> Doug's in there laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I popped him. I guess got him. <laughs> the tic tacs in the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just being ridiculous. It's Monday, y'all. Happy Monday. Why didn't I think? <laughs> I'm gonna drown you out with some history music, so we all don't have to hear that song again. <laughs> Right, let's go back in time with some Disney history. I'll kick us off this time. Um, I'm going to take us to 2006, Ooh. when the very first Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique opened up. It was, of course, a themed store offering young guests, really girls, a makeover to become a prince or a princess. Opened then in the then, opened in the then downtown Disney, now Disney Springs. Since mm-hmm. then. Uh, another shop has opened up in Magic Kingdom in 2007. We talked about last week in the Grand Flor- how the Grand Floridian has a mm-hmm. bibbidi Bobbity boutique location now. So the first one was 15 years ago this yeah. week. Going strong. Oh. Yeah. Going strong. Sorry if you heard Winnie just then. I'm taking us all the way back to 1998 when the Enchanted Tiki Room 
which basically became under new management, closed and then they modified it to add Iago from uh, Aladdin and Zazu from The Lion King. Oh. So they added some new birds to it. Um, do you remember when this happened? Yes. Controversial to say the least. Yes, it was. There are some tiki room purists out there, mm-hmm. or really Disney classic ride purists, where you know no change yeah. needed. It is what it is. No need to change it. They updated and, uh, it. And I think people were happy that it went back to the original. Yeah. And anytime there's a rumor that there might be a change to it, you may remember, I don't know if you remember the saga that happened from a certain news blog where they mm-hmm. alleged that there was a rumor and Disney came out and said, uh, oh, don't yeah. trust your uns- your unscru- unscrupulous news yeah. sources out there. They called him out. We are not planning like, on changing it. They were yes. like, we've had enough of your crap. So Yes, pretty much, that's pretty much what they said. Yep. So 1998 is when they changed it and then they were like, mm, they probably shouldn't have done Oops. that. So mm-hmm. should not have done that. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. And they brought it back. That's all you got. Um, of course, we have a quote to end our episode as usual today. Um, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over, blah, 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 blah. head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. You can follow our Instagram at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal is at The Disney Greg. I'm over at The Healthy Hot Mess. Um, our full website is thatparklifepodcast.com. If you want to request a magigram, if you want to send someone a little pixie dust their way because you think they need a little bit, you can do that for free. It's not there. It's not drugs. It's magic. Yeah, just, it's, just qu- be... it's pixie dust. You know, you just got to snort it's, it. No big deal. It's real magic, not, yes. which, not the other stuff. Not the other stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right. I got a quote for you from Zootopia. <gasps> My favorites. Life's a little bit messy. We all make mistakes. No matter what type of animal you are, change starts with you oh a little motivating for you mm, that was a good one that is who a good one that? who said that in the movie do you remember i don't have that don't ask me that question <laughs> <laughs> all right that is all from us for this week we'll see you next week we'll see you next week all right bye everyone little orange bird little orange bird in the sunshine tree in the sunshine tree won't you think of something sunny just for me? Think of funny thoughts. Think of funny thoughts. Or a sunny words. Or a sunny words. That will make me happy.